Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15-minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. Hello, and welcome to this, the first of Funball Council's new Digital Insight series. These are video interviews that we're creating with some of the leading investment governance thinkers from across the UK and Europe. And in this series, we'll aim to get timely and detailed insights on some of the latest topics uh, from experts in their fields, and to get to the heart of some of the issues with which we know our members are grappling. Today's Digital Insight video, uh, filmed in September 2020, comes at a time of greater regulatory scrutiny on board governance in the UK and Europe, and in particular on value for money and costs and charges. We're going to examine what this means uh, for those in the boardrooms in London and Luxembourg, and in particular what it means for the roles of the independent director and how that role is evolving and also look at whether or not directors sitting on boards in both jurisdictions uh, might become more commonplace. We'll also take a look at the role of board directors in some of the biggest issues of the day, such as ESG and how firms are embedding sustainability into their into their own businesses. So to discuss these and other issues, we're delighted to welcome our chair for today's discussion, renowned governance expert and chair of FBC's own advisory council, Philip Walland, and with him two leading experts, Denise Voss and Mark Salusi. Denise is an independent non-executive director on, a number of, uh, on the board of a number of financial services companies and serves as an INED on the board of flagship funds of major fund promoters based in the US and Switzerland. She's also currently the chairwoman of LuxFlag, an independent agency in Luxembourg created to support the financing of sustainable development. Also with us is Mark Zalusi, formerly the global asset management leader at, F, uh, at um, PwC and chair of ALFI, the association of uh, the Luxembourg fund industry. Mark is now a board director with both asset management and custodian firms, all domiciled and operating in various uh, European countries. You're all very welcome. Thank you very much indeed for joining us and for, for giving us your time and expertise today. Um, Philip, I know we've been very much looking forward to hosting this discussion, haven't we? So I'm going to hand over to you now to get us started. Thank you very much, Catherine. Um, where I think um, I'd like to start is, is by asking firstly um, Denise, I think, and then Mark, um, about um, the CSSF attitude to, to board governance. We know that over the past few years, they've got increasingly interested in, quotes, the substance and the structure of boards. In the UK, what the FCA is doing is in many ways taken that as a given and asking how are the boards behaving? Are the INEDs challenging the executives and so on and so forth? And I just wondered, how does the CSSF view board governance in uh, in Luxembourg? Great. Thanks, Philip. Um, and uh, thanks to FBC for uh, inviting me to, to attend and to share uh, insights. Um, I mean, I have also uh, many years uh, as, as being a director um, and a conducting officer in a Luxembourg management company, so I have uh, some experience there as well. And maybe it's just worth um, stepping back and just reminding people about the Luxembourg fund governance model. Um, there isn't just one, but the vast majority of funds use a management company versus a, a self-managed uh, 
fund model. And while the fund board remains ultimately responsible, of course, for the fund's affairs, the fund board delegates the, the running of the day-to-day -day affairs of the fund to the management company. So that's the main model, I'd say, in Luxembourg. Um, so the CSSF has been looking at fund governance um, for quite some time. Um, a recent formal result, you will, if you will, was the CSSF Circular 12.546 back in 2012, which focused on authorization and organization of Luxembourg management companies, and USITS management companies in particular. Um, that was followed up in 2018 with Circular 18.698 that included then um, um, alternative investment fund management companies. Um, but it does focus um, on, and it also goes into more detail in terms of due diligence and oversight of delegated functions. And I'd say, though, that there's elements of governance really present in both circulars. So there are requirements, again, the focus is on management companies, uh, funds. So the requirements um, are regarding the, the shareholder of the management company, the background and experience requirements of the board and the conducting officers who run the day-to-day -day business of the management company, um, requirements relating to the allocation of areas of focus of the conducting officer, so to avoid conflicts of interest. And clearly that latter circular reflects the experience, I'd say, gained by the CSSF and the market in fund governance since 2012. And I'm certain it will continue to evolve. Um, it's also important, of course, to note that the CSSF is, of course, an EU supervisory authority and, of course, is bound to supervise financial products and players according to EU legislation. So certainly, um, as such, you know, certainly MIFID too has had an impact on fund governance, including, you know, ensuring that professionals act in the best interest of their clients, which frankly was not really new <laughs> as a guiding principle for the CSSF. So when it comes to fund board members um, and as well as management company board members, they are vetted with the CSSF in terms of their background experience and suitability for the type of fund and asset class. Um, and both, both fund and management um, company directors are required to demonstrate their capacity. Um, that's a, a main focus of the CSSF in terms of the time they have to exercise their role. So that's actually confirmed via a spreadsheet um, um, annually, along with a declaration of honorability, which is what they call it, which basically you know, requires um, confirmation of any previous fines or sanctions and the like. Um, so in terms of engaging with boards, I'll leave, obviously I'll leave the management company aspects to Mark, but, but regarding fund boards, I'd say the CSSF has over the last couple of years um, increasingly put fund boards in, in front of their responsibilities, if you will. Um, so for example, when it comes to anti-money laundering and counter-finance um, uh, terrorism, the anti-money laundering law was, was updated, um, recently updated in, in, I think, November of last year to require um, each fund to appoint two different actors in charge of anti-money laundering. So the so-called RR and the RC. And the RR is basically, has to be appointed at the level of the fund board. And that is the person who is responsible for compliance with obligations regarding AML. And, and the role of the RR, um, which is, um, oh, I won't even say the French because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Anyway, the role of RR can be undertaken by one fund board member or by the entire fund uh, entire board. And I think in most cases it is the entire board, but I'm sure both models exist. So, you know, while fund boards have been always responsible for anti-money laundering and counterfinance terrorism, terrorism um, this new requirement really focuses the fund board even more. 
And maybe finally, um, you know, certainly the CSSF can interview fund board directors. I mean, there's not a, um, there isn't a formal program as such, as far as I'm aware yet. Um, and they certainly have um, the ability to, and they have fined directors, you know, for cause. Um, the CSSF has an inspection program. So I think that that's their kind of their main um, outreach program, if you will, their inspection of management companies, which is the, the main focus. But I know that um, when the CSSF comes for an, an inspection, they, they ask for copies of the minutes of the fund board meetings. And they certainly will, if, if needed, comment in the final inspection letter that they send to the management company. They will comment if they find that the fund board directors are not active enough in terms of asking questions or engaging during the board meeting. So um, I'm not aware of the CSSF attending fund board meetings, but um, you know, I imagine that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, and likely, if they did it, it would be on a risk basis. Um, so that, that's kind of where we are at the moment um, in terms of the, the CSSF's interaction, I would say in particular with the fund board and fund board directors. Just before I pass on to Mark, just one uh, point. Apart from the inspections, it seems that most of their supervision is, if I may put it, paper-based. I mean, it isn't paper these days, but you know what I mean. Is that right? That until they do an inspection, well, they're looking at, your, at the returns that you're making to them? Yeah, I would say it's paper-based. Now, um, I also have to say that the CSSF is um, investing a, a, quite a lot in um, systems and, and systems and technology and even artificial intelligence that will allow them to more readily, you know, um, identify risks. Um, they have a, there's a report uh, called the long form report that uh, most of us who deal with Luxembourg funds will know very well, which there's a long form report that's required for every investment fund. There's going to likely be some changes to that, but um, probably go, I would imagine would go in the direction of, you know, standardizing even more the information that's given to the CSSF so they can, even if it is paper based back home, identify where there are risks where they might need to go, you know, approach a management company or even, you know, an investment fund, a board, I should say. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely evolving, um, but, uh, but I, I don't discount the inspections. I mean, they are, um, you know, they're very thorough <laughs> and uh, really, you know, again, focusing on the management company, but the fund board is, is certainly, um, you know, a uh, focus as well in those inspections. So. It's evolving towards more, I would say, if I had to sum okay. it up. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Um, Mark, uh, how do you view uh, these issues? Well, um, I, I think that uh, you are perfectly uh, right when you say that uh, substance and maybe uh, delegation of the site um, have been the two uh, pillars of the uh, uh, CSSF prudential uh, approach over the last uh, uh, two uh, decades. Um, uh, it was extremely visible because it was the, the result of some pressure exercised at European uh, and, and uh, other regulators, other European regulators. Um, uh, and, and so we had to demonstrate, uh, you know, that uh, our mancos had, uh, you know, the, the right setup in place and had, uh, you know, uh, all the tools to make sure that they would be able to fulfill their role and responsibilities. Um, but as uh, Denise uh, said, also it's less visible. Uh, the CSSF has always uh, been extremely keen to understand, um, you know, uh, the composition and the functioning uh, uh, of the board. And what we have seen over the last few years 
is uh, the CSSF being more uh, intrusive, uh, you know, when it comes to the standards of governance applied uh, in investment management group operating from Luxembourg. So I, I think that Denise has explained very well, you know, uh, uh, the different aspects that it can take. I just want to uh, take uh, uh, three examples. So uh, the first one um, relates to MLKYC. So Denise explained, you know, the fact that uh, most boards now are acting as are so in charge of making sure that uh, we have a due, uh, a duly organized IMLKYC uh, set up in each and every manco. Um, what is important to note as well is that uh, over the last uh, few weeks, the CSS has asked to review uh, all board minutes having to do with the MLKYC issues. Um, you know, discussed, um, you know, uh, at the management company uh, level. So uh, the check here is to make sure that the board is uh, engaging to those discussions and they are active enough, you know, in driving uh, the Manco uh, uh, towards the right, uh, you know, uh, setup. Um, the, the, the other example is when, for example, uh, you have to uh, resolve um, um, a, a, a NAV error or uh, an investment breach um, uh, before accepting a compensation approach for the funds or the, uh, the shareholders or the uh, unit holders, um, the CSF uh, can go up to uh, the review of uh, you know, uh, uh, all the minutes uh, of the board which have dealt with that issue just to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, on a significant issue like that, the board has been properly engaged and uh, has challenged uh, management uh, to make sure that they are doing the right thing towards the fund and the, uh, uh, the investor. So again, uh, a paper-based approach, uh, uh, that's correct. But just making sure that, you know, uh, the board is playing uh, its full role, uh, you know, in dealing with those, uh, you know, uh, circumstances. And, and the last example is, uh, at the same time, a bit anecdotal, but also uh, very telling. Um, if you are sitting on the board of um, a Luxembourg Manco and that the Luxembourg Manco does not uh, file its uh, annual financial statement on time, the CSF will find, uh, you know, the, uh, the directors uh, on an individual basis uh, and will not, uh, you know, sanction the, uh, the Manco. Um, so that means that they put a huge amount of um, on the uh, on the directors themselves as individual uh, to make sure that they are uh, playing their role and that they are uh, you know uh, facing their responsibilities in an efficient uh, uh, manner. We hoped you enjoyed that uh, 15 minute excerpt. If you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about FBC membership in general, please contact us via our website at funboards.org.